editor of globalbusinessnews.net on the air. This is Global Radio Talk Show. And we are in Atlanta today, and our special guest, Rena Montalvo, is in New York City. And also on the show, in the background, Glenn Falk from Atlanta and Catherine Salem from Dallas. So this conversation is with Rena Montalvo. Rena is head of global mobility and head of immigration for News Corp, Dow Jones, and has years of experience. She's also an attorney and has taken the program strategic. And so we're going to be talking about changes going on, not necessarily within that company, but changes going on within the immigration world and global mobility world, particularly since Rena has been involved in New York and what's the future. We're also going to touch on some of the new compliance enforcement coming down beginning in 2018 as a result of the OECD multi-jurisdictional crackdown looking for tax revenues. So I want to now introduce to our audience Rina Montalvo from Dow Jones News Corp. Hello, Rina. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Rina, so you're based now in New York. That's where we're speaking to you, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, great. So, Rina, when did you come over from Germany? I came over from Germany in 2014 through an intercompany transfer within the News Corp organization I used to work before at 21st Century Fox in Germany, and they asked me to moved to New York to head the corporate office of Global Mobility and Immigration at News Corp Dow Jones. Okay, so you've taken your program, as I understand, very strategic. So I want you to tell our audience, what does strategic mean to you today? I think the strategic part, why I took the program so in this strategic approach is because, of course, I was raised in Germany. I was there for over 25 years. So I think the approach that we tend to take in, in Germany is a very strategic approach. We always think of things ahead before implementing any type of policies or looking at what could happen, always looking at the bad side of things first to kind of be prepared for if something negative or if something would happen that we maybe wouldn't expect, that we have it in the, put it, we have it in the back of our minds, that it could happen and what we would do if something in a certain kind of situation happened. So that's why I, when I came here and I looked at the program, for me, it was important to look at every aspect of it, if it was taxation or immigration or our policies or the international assignment aspect of the assignment letters, just to look at it in a very strategic way. So now, to what extent, being strategic now, to what extent are you integrated with talent strategy? So, I mean, in my past positions, we've been very integrated with our talent strategy. For example, at 21st Century Fox, we were very integrated. General Motors, we also were very integrated with talent and development. Here at News Corp at Dow Jones, due to the fact that it's very news-oriented, we're sending out journalists and reporters. The focus is not really too much on talent, moving talent around. We do tend to support and move talent, but it's very limited. Since you've been there, since 2014, a lot of changes have happened in global mobility with the introduction of more big data and technology and now with immigration changes. So I assume these are all challenges that you are meeting, but uh, can you just talk about your normal crazy days <laughs> and, and what is <laughs> I mean, any different? <laughs> 
Hi. Yeah, you really want to hear our crazy days. So right now, at the time, they were, they were experiencing a lot of change in immigration in a very short time. Um, I think we could say from night and day. I think for us, in terms of data, it was essential when, for example, you know, just recently when the new executive order came out, the first one and the second one, that was when we really clearly saw that we really needed a database for to track our data, to track our employees, to make sure we know where our population is, to make sure we know who's on an H-1B, who's on an L, where are they, who is coming into the country, who would be affected by the travel ban if it was implemented. So for us, all these changes, all these strategy moves that we've made in the past couple of months happened very quickly. For example, right now, we know where our people are. We were able to look at our even though we were working with Excel spreadsheets and Google Docs, we were able to really quickly put the data together to have kind of a story, an overview, to know where are our journalists. I know that the travel ban affects people coming into the U.S. We were also concerned about our employees leaving the U.S., especially journalists that are traveling within the countries that were mentioned in the travel ban. Potentially, we didn't know how the countries would act with them coming into their country if they're saying, for example, Iraq, we can't come into yours. Why are you coming into ours? And what do you want to report from our country? So it was essential for us to look at next steps. You know, how can we monitor our employees? What, how can we improve our data tracking? Right now, as we speak, I'm looking at different types of databases to look at how we can track our global mobility population, making it a little bit more as a, as a, as a center, center of expertise, global mobility. And we're the service providers to our business. And in order to do that, I strongly feel that a database is the most effective and efficient way of tracking, for example, our employees' information, expiration dates, where are the employees, what's the last assignment letter, basically building an electronic file for each employee. To what extent are you integrated with tax, you know, with the tax implications of mobility and immigration? So I'm very involved. You know, my department takes care of taxation, immigration. I don't think, in my opinion, I don't see an assignment being an assignment without including taxation. I think an assignment needs to be a whole, and it needs to include all the aspects of immigration, taxation, and international employment law. So I'm very involved in the hypocalculations. If an employee will be on a tax equalized, will the employee not be tax equalized? How many months is the employee going to the country? Are we going to just advise them just to keep tax prep? What are the implications of our employer taxes to the specific country where the employee is going? So we're very, very involved in taxation globally. Now I'd like to reintroduce our guests on the line, Glenn Falk and Catherine Salem from Luminary Global. They're a consulting firm focusing in on international immigration situations and particularly focused now on these changes coming, compliance enforcement's coming as a result of multi-jurisdictional convergence of tax information cross-border. So, Glenn and Catherine, what about tax? Do you have a question regarding the tax and regarding immigration? 
Yes, thank you, Ed. So it's a pleasure, you know, again, thank you for keeping us on. We were talking and we've been looking at for quite some time also this concept of integrating the different areas, tax, immigration, mobility, and such when making strategic business decisions, and especially in light of the technology that's available out there and also considering data analytics. I think it's interesting when you're talking about the database being the most effective and efficient tool. And something that I found as well is that, of course, your strategy and your analysis is only as good as the data that you have available. Mm. And if it's good, uh, if it's clean data, if it's accurate data, that's a battle <laughs> in of itself, much less sifting through it and trying to make sense of it all. And I'm just very curious because it's one of those things where in particular with listening and reading and you know, even ourselves talking about uh, taking a strategic approach and looking at these different areas, integrating the data and making a strategic analysis out of it. That sounds lovely, but for me, in a way, at the end of the day, you don't really need advanced statistics you know, and all of these abilities to make the analysis. You need to have a certain level of it, but that's where having a, you know, a broad range of knowledge of different areas comes into play. And I'm curious with, with your experience and what you're seeing now, how are you finding it as far as actually taking these different elements of data and putting it together and analyzing it? Do you feel like things are changing and in a transitional period, or do you feel like it's really still just kind of spreadsheets, <laughs> you know, Excel spreadsheets? My thing is, like, I come very come from a strong analytical, strategical background, yeah? So for me, it's hard to see the one without the other in certain mm -hmm. aspects, but I do agree with you that, you know, sometimes you just don't have that, and you just have to go with, you know, with what you have, and you have to make the assignment work, and you need to have all this knowledge, and that's where I think my, the ground of micro-mobility started with basically not having all this strategical and analytical and data, but really understanding how does the taxation and an assignment work for an employee and for an employer um, or the Social Security or, you know, the immigration. So I do agree strongly that you need to have, the knowledge is the main base that you need to have especially when you're running a department, especially when you have complicated assignments. But I also do think that now that it's changing, and it's changing into mobility being a little bit more up-to-date and being able to provide these kind of strategical, analytical ideas to, to the business, yeah? I think especially when I'm, you know, dealing right now with the news, with journalists, you know, they just want to make it happen. They don't really care about my data. They don't really care about what implications I need to resolve. So it gives me at least kind of a, I would say, you know, like it gives me background to be able to present to them, okay, we're going to send this employee to Afghanistan and we're going to put him or her on a UK payroll and not a US payroll because of A, B, and C. So I think for me, I do think things are changing. I think the business wants to understand more. Back then it was just about, you know, we have the money, we'll make it work. But now mm -hmm. businesses are, you know, they're cutting back. They want to understand their costs. They want to understand mm -hmm. what they're getting charged. Why are they getting charged so much for taxation advice or for immigration? So I mm -hmm. do think it is changing a bit more into this more of understanding and, and having this data to present and to show where the trend is going. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Does that make sense? 
Yes, that makes wonderful sense, and it's nice to hear as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, Glenn and I, you know, we've been talking quite a bit about you know the the all these changes that are happening. Glenn, did you uh, also have some questions as uh, it relates to all of this? I do, and thank you. And Rena, I want to just follow up insofar as your strategic approach, you know, the thinking ahead and implementing policies looking at bad side of things first in a way because I want to lead in with that with right now what we're seeing, particularly in the international tax community, regulators, whether it's one country or whether it's multiple countries, they're moving towards it's not a matter of asking and catching up to. It's now a matter of if you do business in this country, the way that we're going to structure our financial you know, reporting, banks reporting certain information, if you're opening bank accounts or companies have bank accounts, all the way through to e-visas. Now, pretty much employees, it's almost in their lap now as far as if you're going to a country that now has visas on arrival or electronic visas that how well can a company really keep their hands on that because it's not a matter now of suppliers actually go getting the visa from a consulate. The employee pretty much has to go do it him or herself. So all of that's coming together in this confluence of the integration of tax and immigration are now coming side by side where for, for News Corp, for you, on, and particularly the global mobility side, are you seeing where that the compliance in this area is actually being taken much more seriously in that the movement of your talent abroad actually can be a permanent establishment risk or it can actually create, even for senior executives in News Corp, signing contracts abroad or providing services or agreeing to provide services, that this, in fact, could be a situation where their status, their stay, could create new, potentially unforeseen or unanticipated tax ramifications. Are you seeing where they're bringing you in more now as far as, okay, going into 2020s or, you know, the next few years, we understand this confluence and now we need for you to help us be a part of the actual initial business strategy before we move talent and place talent abroad? I totally agree with you 100%. And that's what I see. You know, I do see, like I said before, in the past, they didn't do that. And then we would have to, when I came in, for example, to News Corp, there was a lot of cleaning up because of the fact that they didn't realize the ramifications, taxation ramifications mm-hmm. that happened in certain countries. Now, three years later, they're coming up to us and they're saying, we are planning this. Can you find out what are the, the tax ramifications for employee, employers? Do we have to open an entity in this country? So, yes, I am totally, I totally agree with you, and that's what I mean with schooling or educating the business because in showing them that the trends in terms of compliance and getting stricter nowadays, and we have to be mm-hmm. more aware of what we're doing. So 100% on point with what you just mentioned. Well, and just as a final question, as a supplier, you know, we luminary as a supplier, moving into this new era of tax compliance, both locally and abroad, for your suppliers, is this where you would be fostering across your supplier network that suppliers at least have an idea broadly of what's happening 
in this arena and that also through your supplier network that you know they're able to actually talk with one another about here's a touch point where if you're discussing immigration strategy, the immigration strategy now touches this area of tax, labor and employment, social insurance, whatever, and that would those suppliers actually be working with you to carry that conversation through so that you have a holistic and a more comprehensive strategy or idea about a specific assignment? Yeah. I work very closely with all our suppliers, and that's, I guess, we low mobility specialists are there to make sure that the suppliers connect with each other, know what's happening, know what's going on. But it's our, it's my obligation as the global mobility specialist for the company to make sure that everybody also understands. Of course, we don't know everything. That's why we have our suppliers. We have our vendors. We have our third-party providers that are there for us to assist in immigration and taxation. But with that said, sometimes things are missed. And that's why it's important for us to work as a team. So it's a network. You know, when I move somebody together, when I move somebody to another country, that I involve my suppliers. They're aware of what the move will potentially entail and that their advice is needed, as well as it's hard when, you know, how it is moving people from different countries and making sure sure that you, that, yeah, and you're to make sure that you touch. Every detail on each country is essential. So you need to tie in both suppliers, all the suppliers, if it's your relocation provider, making sure that everything is properly recorded or you have your taxation provider who is there in the U.S. speaking with, on a call with the other, I'm sending somebody to the U.K. with taxation in the U.K. to make sure that we're overseeing everything of the assignment. So I do work very closely with my suppliers and my vendors. Well, thank you, and and Ed, thank you, because I know we may be getting close to time, but this is an example of what we were saying earlier, where suppliers and their clients and, and companies, now that we're going into this new era of tax regulation, it's a matter of just having candid conversations about where do we add value as a supplier and what does the company need from us to make sure that they are moving forward with business operations and strategy not only in a local, but also a multi-jurisdictional way. Mm. And thank you. We we very much appreciate you giving us time with you. So thanks very much. No, thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Glenn. And thank you, Rena, for going through this conversation impromptu. It's it's really a pleasure and an education. So, Rena, if we can just sum up for a minute and changing the topic just a bit, would you advise young people to go into mobility as a career? Yes. I love mobility. I mean, and I think mobility is, every young person, you know, should at least look at it because it's so different. You're never bored. Each assignment is different. It's not like a routine job. You don't come into the office and you know what you're going to, what you're going to experience every day. Every day I walk in to do mobility and immigration, it's a new day. It's a new challenge. It's a new experience. And for me, I hate being bored. So mobility is definitely the right job for me because I need the action. I need the stress every once in a while. I need the changes. You're working with different countries, different languages. You have different expectations. It's very international. So I would highly recommend it for young people. Great. Well, we're talking with Rena Montalvo, head of mobility, head of immigration for News Corp, uh, Dow Jones, wanting first century Fox and other entities. Thanks very much for being our guest today on globalradiotalkshow.com. Thank you.
And once again, a reach out and a thank to Luminary Global, Glenn Falk, and Catherine Salem. This is Ed Cohen, editor of GlobalBusinessNews.net, signing off from Atlanta. Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful day.